You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Indifferent. Sid Talk, why have you made the ocean too tall? (laughs) There wasn't a why about it, it just happened. I picked the little arrow and I drug it up too tall. Well, the ocean's too tall. So everybody, do not... You've put it way over here again. So everybody, do not make the ocean too tall. Please, we're talking about cities, skyline. Um, It's a game. Yeah. I'm making my map, and I made the ocean too tall. Too deep, I guess, would be the right answer. If you like uh, It flooded all of my roads and all of my hills. And if you like games like SimCity, it's on Steam. Uh, yeah. it's Cities Skyline. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Cities Skyline. Yeah. You know what it is. I think it, I was thinking it was Cities XL, but that's something else, right? It's another Cities game. I don't know what that one is. So yeah, Cities Skyline. Uh, anything farther before the after the show? That was it, really. I mean, we were talking a little bit about this movie. We were, and um, yeah. We weren't really. <laughs> this is marriage. You don't always. No, I was talk watching a video actually. I was watching Ashens yes. eating a military ration. He was eating military rations. You were eating nothing. I, I was not. eating toast. And I was. Watching, I was playing this game. Uh, another person I watch on YouTube, Lazy Game Reviews (LGR), and he was going thrifting, as mm-hmm. he calls it, in um, Goodwill stores, looking for old junk. And that was quite. It's riveting fun. for people, I'm sure, to hear all the little tidbits. We weren't actually having a discussion. I'm just saying that could be a good. That's a good. If you're thinking, oh, is there any cool YouTubers that I could watch? Mm. That could be a good one. So uh, I find him kind of boring. So yeah. well, it depends if you watch <laughs> him a lot. I watch him. I've watched him for a long time. He's the guy who's the reason I found that guy is he's into The Sims. And when all the Sims expansion packs come out, he does like really long videos on what exactly is in them. So he's that guy. So, it is Saturday, June the 6th, and this is after the show, number 379. We are a Blu-ray slash movie review show, and the Blu-ray slash movie we are looking at this week is Jupiter Ascending. It's a 2014 movie. It's available now. It came out this week. And uh, it's PG-13 from our friends at Warner Brothers. And Sid Talk, give us the uh, synopsis of Jupiter Ascending. Cinderella, basically. It's a Cinderella story. And we'll see. Cinderella, fish out of water. A young lady is tangled up in a a universal. And by universal, I don't mean just around this globe. I mean universal as in the whole of the universe. Um, Not even a battle or a war. It's just the workings of the universe that we don't know about. She gets involved... But it's truly just a Cinderella story, from cleaning toilets to royal ball. It is. Is it borrows? It's very basic. And when they're talking the extras about how it's a really deep thinking movie, I I really thought I missed something. But we'll get on to that. Yeah. But that's my synopsis. So let's get on to Jupiter Ascending. It is from the people who brought you the Matrix, the Wachowskis. Wachowskis. How I say it. I don't know why everybody else says Wachowski. It's not right. You heard on that. They didn't say it themselves. Everyone else was saying it wrong. They never said it. I'm saying it. People. Either way. Uh, It's from. No, I'm right. It's from the creators of the Matrix, the Wachowskis. Wachowskis. Uh, And. It is there. They did Cloud Atlas last year, 
and this is the... Was it only last year? And this is Jupiter ascending this year. Now... Wasn't Cloud Atlas the year before? I don't know. We reviewed it last year, so maybe mm. maybe it took a year to come out. Yeah. But um, Jupiter Ascending, I saw the trailers for this one, actually. And uh, it looked like... I like sci-fi. And mm-hmm. I really like um, I you know, big grand sci-fi, which is what like the fifth element. Or something, I like anything that acknowledges that we're not alone in the universe. We can't yeah. be. So looking at that trailer, I um, and looking at who made it, I was like, wow, um, that, that looks like a, a movie for me. Now, coming out of this movie, as we just did, I'm very disappointed with it. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. There are good some good parts to it. But, overall, like you said, it's, it's kind of... Sh- it's all dressing. You know, like The Matrix. Mm-hmm. The Matrix, it, and not to compare it to The Matrix, because you can That's can't... what you're doing, but that's okay. No, I'm saying I'm not. But... <laughs> The Matrix is got, even though The Matrix and everybody says, oh yeah, it's a dumb story, it's just the Bible. You know, they just took the Bible. I never even get that from it at all. But you, you, you can see that if you look at it. Um, it's borrowing from other things. It's just kind of intelligently done. And there's lots to think about while you're watching it. And it stimulates you. Now with Jupiter Ascending... Everything is pretty about it. The actors who are in it are pretty. The CG, the the, the spectacular spaceships and otherworldly things, it's all pretty and exciting to look at. But underneath it, I found it was the actual story. There were some thought-provoking things in there that I liked, but they don't really take them very far. Now, I like the, you know, the idea of the... which is, you know paralleling on our something that we do in our world um the making the stuff that takes a hundred humans to make mm-hmm. that's all that is inter- i thought that was really interesting that that scenario but it's all it's kind of touched upon and never we don't see the the grotesqueness of it like in the matrix where you see these big battery yeah. farms of humans they don't go that far with it so it's not it's just somebody saying something and then I found huge chunks of this movie is just people flying about and shooting at each other. Yep. And, and I mean, it's... Huge. Yeah. And I mean, it looks spectacular, but I was actually bored at times. And I don't get bored. I love car chases and I love fight scenes. But these aren't really fight scenes. It's like just people flying around and shooting and missing each other. And it's not like The Matrix where they punch punching so each other. So you're basically... Your synopsis of what you're saying is it's style over substance. It's exactly that. It's it looks like a it's a pretty picture. It's it's amazing to look at. I mean, there's there's also some bad CG, but there's yeah. some really good CG too. Like it's a mixture. It's about 80, 20, 80 good. 20, yeah, 20 and it takes weird. you to these like interesting. I I love the spaceship designs and the interesting planets that we were looking at, and even when they were on our world and we were seeing that technology, like that lady on that cool bike and like the. Just stuck, like he, how he opens a door and all those things. I loved all that. That is sci-fi that I like. But they made it somehow boring, that sci-fi. It did. I agree with you completely. And I don't understand how that and could yet, be boring. I like it. I don't want to get people the wrong impression. I actually enjoyed the movie. 
the story, I think, is boring. I mean, I did enjoy it, but it's I wouldn't me. watch it again. Like it's... I wouldn't. I mean, if it came on TV or something, I would. I wouldn't make the effort. But mm. I'd watch it again to see if I'm missing something or see if I can then... What happens when you're watching a movie the first time? Like with these long chase sequences, you're sort of engaged because my brain, I don't like chases. I don't like fights. It's very rare that you're going to hear me say that was a really good fight. There's a few that stand out. Yeah. Very rarely. So, But what I'm doing throughout the fight or the chase is I'm, I'm on high alert for some meaning or some substance or a change in the story or a character to do something interesting. So I'm on alert for that. Now Now I know that none of that. And so you, I get like worn down. Okay, this sounds really weird. But throughout the whole movie, I'm actually waiting because it's such a well thought out big picture of a story. The big picture is the universe is teeming with intelligent life and it's all a big fucking industry part. There's the F word for you. It's all a big industry. Which is also not a new concept. It's, right, it's no, another side. Right, but I like that idea yeah. that in amongst all of it, and we're just this stupid little ant on a hill over here. We just we have no clue what's going on. I like that big picture idea. So throughout the whole movie, like you said, we're and the concept of Using humans as a drug, it's not new at all. No, That's no, not interesting that, that at all. I find that really boring. Like, seriously, we're going to harvest humans for this drug? How many other things? War of the Worlds, um, even uh, Guardians of the Galaxy didn't I mean, have something like this, that this, in it. This one in particular is using humans to make this stuff to give somebody eternal youth. Hence another Disney idea. <laughs> I mean, fairy tale. Yeah, idea. I mean, anything. I mean, it's a This drug. is a fairy tale. Um, yeah, but it's scenario. not. Really? But I mean, that idea I mean, is, is like straight a... from the fairy tales. Eternal youth. No, I don't think of it that way, I guess. I just think of it as a drug that people want to use or a thing that people want to use. You take a bath in it, you, you get younger. I mean, they. Yeah. You it get, regenerates, regenerates your cells you or so you can right. live but for it's still a, like a, a drug. long time. We're using yeah. human, the essence of humans, to make a drug for the whole universe, and it's very valuable. Humans are all over the whole universe because we're just like every other species. We just get planted wherever. Oh, did we mention spoilers? Oh, yeah, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. And, but I love like the, I love the big picture of it. Like, I want to see more of it though. I want to see more of this going on. I like you. I want to see the suffering. Yeah, it's... I want to see the harvesting of these this things. This doesn't go for the R-rated stuff. So I want to see a planet where humans are being bred and raised, just like the batteries in the Matrix, but I want to see where humans are just being raised and they're all fully aware that at a certain age they get harvested. Something like that. Something where shows It would have added a... A bigger universal feel. And a threat feel. And as much as thing. we're going all these places and we're seeing all these amazing ships, I still feel, in a weird way, it's slightly claustrophobic. Because a lot of what we see, we see the shot of the outside of the ship, and then we're inside again for half an hour. And then we see the outside, and then we're back inside again. I don't feel the, like when you're in Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy and they're coming on the skull thing. I just I instantly feel this like, holy shit. And while I was watching this. Like this is a hub of the whole galaxy of people coming here and it's just amazing. I actually thought of Guardians of the Galaxy when we were watching it. I, I was thinking, well, you know, I, I like all these worlds that we're going to. And then I just kept thinking, Guardians of the Galaxy, I'd like to see that again. I, <laughs> yeah, I actually too. thought a couple of times. I, did too. I was like, those are those establishing shots in Guardians of the Galaxy where they go to a new place and it says, "Hey, here's such a place," and it's this weird thing, and you're like, "Wow, the prison look at this place. and the skull," and you're just like, yeah. "I feel the scope." And then you get there, and it and it lives up to that. You see the place, and you understand what it all also is. Also, in this one, I just 
I felt like I wasn't getting it. I don't get the de- the depth that, okay, here's the bewitch syndrome is what I call it, where someone is given, again, I won't say exactly what, but spoil, you see it in the trailers, but she scrubs toilets for a living and now she finds out that she's part I of I this. thought that was really hokey. I know, it, and now she finds out she's part of this, bi- that's why I say it's Cinderella. Yeah. It? She's scrubbing Well, shit. yeah, it's, it's. So now she finds out that she's royalty of this big, huge family who owns huge portions of the galaxy and the universe or whatever, and just like uh, a puppet, or she's not a puppet anymore. She's one of she could be one of the big players, but she yet when you think about the bigger picture, she's still nothing. Only amongst these little, you know what I mean? It's not like she rules the universe. No, you still she's you just... still are reminded constantly that these this little family. Who own a bunch of stuff? It's like if in, like if you say, well, we have this family of land barons in America. Each of these children inherited, you know, five hundred thousand acres, and they fight amongst themselves, and they have servants, and they own three towns over here and two towns over there. Well, then you zoom out even more, and America is a whole lot bigger than those three little pieces of shit. Like they're they're nothing really. But if you said these people own. This person owns Europe, and this person owns North America. That's different. And that I don't get that feeling in this movie. I don't feel the scope of their power or their influence at all. Just that they're super decadent. There are what the Wachowskis would imagine these long-term, overly wealthy, spoiled brat, grown children they've, of an aristocracy. They've lived being. a hell of a long time because they use the thing. They use the thing. They're desperate for more time, and they have the resources to harvest whole planets, all this stuff. Plus, when we sell the planet, they've been harvested. I just wanted, I'm like, I don't see any devastation here. You show me a toy laying in the dirt. And I'm like, oh, that's a oh, little yeah. creepy, uh, but... Yeah, yeah. You don't, I, I, I'd even forgot about that. At the beginning, I, wanted, I was actually waiting for an instance of a harvesting. Yeah. I wanted to see us come across That's what I'm planet. saying, because it's not R-rated, they, they show you this place that's like... It's desolate, and they, yeah. like you say, there's a toy, and they say, "Oh, this place." I forgot what a harvesting looks like. One guy says, and I'm like, "Well, what's well, it? Not, it's, it's done. Nobody's nothing. here." But then, and then later on, like you know, we learn that Earth is a is a place where they also. And I was hoping, hoping <laughs> that they were going to end the Earth at some point. <laughs> nice. You know, in a dark, nas- yeah, yeah, but or at least start the harvesting, and it'd be horribly something. devastating or whatever. But we don't get that. And I we, mean, I give. Um, the last Hunger Games movie, a lot of credit because when they, we come across the the roadway where all the people have been toasted, it is quite you get more of an impact of holy crap that's like terrible like that that's you feel it all of a sudden like oh my god I mean me I'm kind of heartless I guess but I at least I understand the devastation whereas this one there's just nothing and I thought the movie was fixated on this love story between Channing Tatum yeah. and Mila Kunis and I felt nothing ever nothing I know I was never like oh my god they've got to get together you know Leia and Han Solo or something I, I, there's none of that it's just like he's a hunky dude and she's impressed by his like stuff that he can do and sometimes they'll kiss and hug and whatever like, but they I didn't they kissed one time yeah they did but I mean it was just like... I couldn't care any less. No, I, it was supposed to be a grandiose love story, I assume, between them two. But I never felt it between them, Plus, ever. Like. it would keep hinting at him having a reason. Because he's a... Like, this is another thing about the story. An overall story, which I really love. That humans are just one species in all of the universe. Yeah. And somewhere... This is nothing that's missing. But somewhere along the line of millions of years... 
other species, and including humans, have been splicing humans with other species. A splice is what they're called. So you have an elephant guy, and you have him who's a wolf guy, and all these other things, these but like you don't see it. lizard guys. Well, those lizard guys are old dinosaurs, I think. No, I mean all the different things that are in this movie. Right, I'm talking about the splice, the humans that have been spliced with other species. So they're still humanoid, but they have all different things about them. The elephant guy, you know, the guy with the trunk. I yeah. mean, so owl that's guy. really interesting. Owl guy. There was a guy who looked like an owl. I don't know if he was It's that one guy. Yeah, I'm not sure about him either, yeah. but there was no more of him. But the elephant guy, I thought, was definitely. But um, it's got so many pockets of interest. But it's all, but it, to me, it all seemed like pockets of things from oh, other I'm things. Oh, I'm saying, they keep hinting at why he, at one point, attacked somebody. He's a crossbreed between a wolf, or a splice of genetic, genetic materials of a human and a wolf and something else, he said. And he had implants from the military and all this stuff. So we are told that at one point he attacks a royal or somebody like that, an entitled person, whatever that meant. And then it's like, why did you do it? I don't know. Why did you do it? Do you feel that way toward me? I don't know. And then it goes away. I feel like this, I feel <laughs> like, I feel if you looked at it closely, um, there's a lot of things that go nowhere, like like that plot strands that nowhere. go nowhere. Like I, I thought maybe he was bred somewhere along the way, or something in him is meant to be protecting her, or end up with her, and that's on purpose, which would be hokey. But at least I would have some a circle of that information. And there's a bunch of stuff to me that, like she gets sucked into the, all this. And she's super comfortable, like <laughs> yeah. almost, almost. There's, there's one thing where she's like questioning everything. Oh, we're going to jump out this window and blah, blah. And then the next scene, she's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm this thing now. And there was no build up to it. It was just whoop. Like, yeah, we that haven't was seen her where, get acclimated to anything mm-hmm. else. We but then she it. was like at home. She was issuing orders to people and she was like, I, I didn't. That was a thing where I was like, did we miss an act? She was issuing orders. Not issuing orders, but like she was comfortable in the yeah. in the, the role that she's been but given. But I guess we could take that as the DNA. Their, their explanation for her is like reincarnation, but in a, on a scientific level, which yeah. I appreciated that. But I guess you could take that as that's what it is. All of the bits and molecules and atoms that made up that other woman are now making but it But no her. explanations of any... You just... We're just assuming that. Like, it, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. So it doesn't... That doesn't hundred percent work for me because no. in the in the actual film as you watch it, it's kind of jarring. You're like, okay, but there's a lot of things in it that are good, but then there's a lot of things that are bad. It's a weird film, like because I really liked Cloud Atlas, and I know a lot of people did not like Cloud Atlas because they thought it was too overindulgent from their point of view. You know, yeah, and it is, too. and this feels like it yep. too. It feels like they wanted to do a big love story amongst the stars and all this stuff, but the love story doesn't work for me at all. Like I don't, I don't buy it at all. I mean, it just doesn't work. I don't know if it's the chemistry between them or it's just it wasn't written well because there's no chance for them to be in. Like it's there's no scenes. Like okay, I watched Titanic, right? <laughs> yeah, it's hokey. <laughs> But I care for Jack and Rose. By the end of it, I care what happens to them. Even if it's dumb, I care what happens to them. I, I actually, you know, I've, I've, I have a relationship with them by the end of it, and I care for them. With this, I barely know who they are and don't really care at the end. Like, it, like it's not developed properly. 
Like, there's, there is ways to make... Alright, Guardians of the Galaxy, another example. I care about every single one of them by the end of the movie. I don't want anybody to get... Like, I'm like, you know, Groot, he's awesome. I, I'm, I just like everything. Like, yeah. I've bonded with them, and it's only the same length of movie. And there's so what's something... missing, do you reckon? It's, it, to me, it's either the screenplay of this, or it's the characters aren't interesting enough. They're just I think not it's interesting the enough. time that we waste... With the chases stuff. and the shooting and shit like that and the special effects. That's waste. And they I mean, do it's wasted a lot. time. It's, yeah. it's not spectacular. Once you've watched a minute of it, it's no longer interesting that he's surfing around on these bullshit shoes, which I thought were, in my opinion, like the most embarrassing thing of the whole movie. I can't help it. As soon as it kicked in, I was like, oh my God, are we kidding me? It's like, uh, Legolas surfing down the, thing on a board. I was like, oh yeah, my to god. Explain, and then it's he has anti-gravity. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's ridiculous because he compares them to surfing. Mm-hmm. And that's how his stance is, like roller skating. Like I understand to them it was a big deal. And this is another thing. I appreciate all the effort that was put into this movie. All the special effects. I love that they did a lot of the Stunts as practical stunts with Mila Kunis hanging on him on a rope. I love all that. I think that's fascinating. I but it's more interesting... When you watch the extras than it is when you watch the movie. And when I watch the movie, I should be blown away by a minute or maybe, maybe a minute and a half of some spectacular stunt and then bring me back to the story. Because if you do too much of that, I get, I get like bored of it and it's no longer interesting to me. And this movie suffers from that. So if you take all that time, all those minutes, and I don't want dialogue while you're flying through the air. I want you to have a moment where you tell a story about yourself or, goodness forbid, even a flashback or two. I just want to know more about the people. Or I like this, I don't care. I semi-care about her mother and her family. Yeah, but I you're not even care. given the opportunity. Mo- but I to- care about them just from that beginning. We get to know her mother and father's story. That made me care more about those two when the situation yeah. happened with them. I was like, <gasps> and I'd only known them for what? 30 seconds. And then by the end of this, I'm like, I couldn't care less if they both don't get through that portal or the Jupiter sucks them up. I don't care. The scenes at the beginning with the mother and the scenes with the family, they reminded me of Cloud Atlas, the way they were filmed and the way it just came across. It reminded me of a... I was like, oh, wow, these are like... Like Cloud Atlas is split up into all these different scenarios. There's like four or five that felt like a, a Cloud Atlas scenario. I was like, yeah, this even feels the same. It's just, it's, there's something about it. But then when it goes, well, I don't know. I guess you could say the parts where it goes to space. In Cloud Atlas, there's a part with the Japanese lady. All that part of that of Cloud Atlas, it's kind of like that bit. Like a big grandiose thing. But then again, it's... There's no substance. There's not much to it, yeah. So maybe that's their problem. They, they have a big vision... And does but, Matrix have that as well? But because it was new and different, and because and it is a visionary, it, it there was things we'd never seen on the screen before at that point. But it was also full of moments that you remember. There's no spoon. Humans are disgusting. They're like insects, you know. When Smith is telling him and that, I, and you care for everybody, you care, and even the bad guy. The ideas along the way are peppered in there. So that you have some action and a th- something to think about. And some action and something to think about. You know, the idea. And then other people could look at the Matrix, which and they do, and they say they hate it because it's super boring. And, and heavy-handed. Duh, humans yeah. are just part of a big cog. You're a cog in a machine. Big deal. So, I, you know, 
It's all in perception, but this one just felt a little bit empty and as full as it is with visual stimulation. But my other complaint, <coughs> as if it's never ending, is that there's a lot of fucking mumbling in this movie. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get this new age acting. Blah, 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 blah. I don't get it. I well, don't I think, get why it's interesting. I, I think don't get why we Eddie get Redmayne, it. who was the main offender for it. For it. Oh, he was like this because he had this sight. And it was supposed to be because he's like super old and he's not at his bath yet. Maybe I, I, did, I was trying to figure out why, it, why out. it was. Yeah, I was thinking like just have a bath and you'll be all right. You talk talk better. But then, but he's like he's literally he's like I just want to. Well, there are Batman moments I didn't even know what he said. Yeah, me either. So I was just like, whatever. <laughs> uh, should I, mean, I turn the subtitles on or what? Credit to him. I like his behaviors, but that voice, and not all of them. Mila Kunis suffered from, she had this like, <laughs> a lot of times, and I don't mean during the action. I mean normal conversation. The bounty hunter people did too. Yeah. They, they, they I, I, there was, see, there was times where I was like. Don't understand, because it's all blurred I assume together. You, I assume what you just said was something about capturing him. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> that's we're what you're from here to there, and yeah. I just have to. Yeah, it was terrible, absolutely terrible. The sound was terrible. The looping and parts of this movie, it showed a side of her face for an entire scene, back and forth, back and forth, where her talking, her face was not moving at all, and she was talking. Do you think it's like when you don't like a movie as much? And and I, I was, Sometimes. you know, I I'm no, I don't want to bag on this movie because we're going into it. I'm like. <laughs> Look, look at it. what this is. No, I mean, look at what this is. It's it's right. It's like right on my street. I love sci-fi and I love these guys. So what? I'm, ex- I'm and I liked Cloud Atlas. Liked, not loved. Liked. You know, I didn't dislike it at all. And I was like, well, you know, if it's anything li- near that, I'll be I'll be interested in this. But this lacked. It also lacked um, like comedy. Like there's no. Anything that tries to be funny in this movie, I didn't find funny. Like, was trying to be funny. Maybe there's I'm not as much. It. Cloud Atlas has some actual funny areas to that movie, even though it's like, you know, it's kind of harsh as well. Like, there's some ideas in in Cloud Atlas that, you know, things to think about, and you come out of it and go, ooh. But this, it it failed on a lot of levels. Even just simple things like. I'm trying to think what the what the comedy bits. There are some things what people just say to each other in the heat of battle or whatever, but they come across as silly. Like, mm-hmm. um, but it's uh, it's like I have no idea. I'll be honest with you, what they were saying when he was fighting with Sean Bean. I have no idea what their problem was. I barely re- could catch what their history. Oh yeah, because because the you know why as well, and and this is this is just a technical issue with this movie. Whenever there's a fight or something, and be, they the music is mixed mm-hmm. way higher than everything else, and it just drowns out dialogue. And I noticed that from the beginning. I was like, oh, you know, it's not my system, because everything else sounds right fine. So I still don't know why those two have a No, history. like a beef together, yeah. Like, no idea. No, neither did I. And I, you and know. I know it's not my hearing because I can hear everything else, and then all of a sudden you get to a scene where it's like, <laughs> it's almost like next time I watch it, if I would, if I did, yeah. I would put the subtitles on just yes. to catch that. Yes, yeah. I would actually thought at one scene I was like, I don't know, I think it was the one in the cornfield where I couldn't understand those people. Yeah, the bounty hunters, I could not understand what. They yeah, were the saying. bounty hunters were the worst offenders in my opinion. Yes, because. Any time the bounty hunters on the are on the screen, it's an exciting scene, so they have music that goes along with them. And the music is really loud. It's like orchestral loud music. And they're saying, And you're like, 
Uh, and I, I just had to assume that they meant go and get him now or capture him, do it, you know, because what else are they doing, really? They're just capturing people. <laughs> they could have been so interesting. I know we sound like I mean, we're knocking the whole the, movie, but... The lady who played the uh, Razo. Blue uh, hair. Yeah. How awesome is that character? How underutilized is it? Totally. It's totally and that other guy was super boring. The one who talked. He was yeah. just nothing. Like, just nothing. Just like, He just... wasn't even a tough guy. He just stood there and blah, 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 mumble, mumble, mumble. So let's move on to the cast. <laughs> Channing Tatum is our hero, and he plays Kane Wise. Now, um, you know, like I said earlier, this movie suffers from everything looking pretty. But it's all on the exterior. Even the actor, like I'm not saying the actor, the actors are they're pretty actors as well. Like, so everything feels kind of phony in a way. Like, yes. So Channing Tatum, you know, he's a good-looking hunky dude who can do the stunts and stuff. But he's kind of wooden in a way in this, and he, I know he's a good actor because we've seen Foxcatcher. He's actually a really good actor. But in this, he's not got much to work with, first off. And you could say that about um, Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. I mean, Keanu Reeves is not a good actor. No. He just he just did all right as Neo, because Neo actually comes across like that. No, because he is that way. Because he... Yeah, but he... So we only know Neo It like worked that. that way, somehow. Somehow it worked, and I cared about Neo. But this guy, it, you know, he's not got a lot to work with. Like you say, he's... he's he tells her what he is and... Barely. He flies around and shoots. There's we don't, a lot. We don't understand... I mean, understand that he's... Then we get one tiny little explanation about his... Because he's a certain breed of a certain splice. Hmm. And why he might be troubled. I don't even understand. They don't give us his origin story at all, aside from some throwaway dialogue. There's no... Yeah. There's no... You know, you could have done it better. You and yeah, he takes himself very seriously. Yeah. Like, a little too seriously. And I don't like one... I mean, I have to mix I, it up with some... And I did find it fun, him flying around on the boots and stuff, for a little while. I It didn't bother me like like you were saying mm. you didn't like it. I just kept getting flashback. I said to you, they remind me of Iron Man, those boots. They even look like Iron Man's boots when they do the thing where they go... Yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't mind that. But then when it come down to the battles and stuff, and it's just him whipping around, sometimes it's like... Can't even tell what's going on. He's and I don't feel like he's uh, ultimately highly skilled as a fighter. He's a bounty hunter guy, but nothing amazes me. And uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm jaded. But as I'm watching, I'm just like, oh, I mean, he's, he's just a tough, pretty boy. Um, not to delittle him, like I say, he's a good actor. But in this, I just don't think he had enough to go with. Like, it, I mean, I didn't. It was all style over substance. Yeah, and then Mila Kunis uh, plays Jupiter Jones. She's obviously the heroine of the whole piece. And um, she's better than I've seen her in a lot of things, so I will give this movie one She ain't my favourite ever. I, never has been. But I, I liked her. I've always found her a bit... Like, she's... Like, whoever... Whenever somebody employs her for a movie, it's like they know she's really attractive. And I'm not saying... They, yeah. they just play on that. Like, oh, look at her looking hot. Look at her looking hot. And they do... Even they, yep. they do it in here too. Like it's a bit too. She's always a bit too perfect, even when she's cleaning a toilet. You know, so it's. I feel that that's what they did. Wasn't she also perfect in? Was she in um, the Book of Eli? 
Wasn't she the yeah, girl? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we both said... We, we, I like the book of Eli, but we said, why is she like a and supermodel? And she's and like all clean and sparkly, and she's had this horrible life. Because people go, she's really hot. So, like, that's... And selling, all the way to the set, they're like, you're looking hot. That's the selling hot, point yeah. for our thing. Our heroine is really hot, isn't she? So, you know, that'll look good on the poster. That's our feel. She's definitely capable of a lot of acting. I liked her bit. I liked her acting in this one. I mean, she doesn't I have a lot of I thought it was inconsistent, chance. though. I thought it... I th- but I don't think it was down to her. I think it's down to the character, how it's wrote. I agree. Because, you know, when you're the, the lady who cleans toilets and cleans the... You're just too glamorous, like you just. And this thing where you wipe your forehead with the back of your hand. With back of the I rubber don't really glove. know of anybody who goes like. Oh, I'm oh. so exasperated. Yeah, it's like a poster of a woman, you know, with her rubber gloves on. Scarlet going, O'Hara oh. or something. Well, she didn't have rubber gloves on, but I mean, just that very static, weird. I don't know. It just was weird. But yeah, I'm not dissing these actors because I have seen them in other things where I've liked them. It's just in this. Um, now, is there anybody I do like in this movie? Sean Bean. I actually quite liked him. Now, Sean Bean, you could say, does the same thing every time. He does. I didn't like him. But I like how, I like his... I felt like he was... feels like a, something came... I was watching the movie. There was people, a lot of people, and then Sean Bean appeared. And I felt like there was a presence. Like, a, there's it always somebody who kind of can bring something. That's in your mind, though. Because he didn't. I just, that's how I felt. Like, uh, here's somebody who... But he didn't. I'm just telling you now. No. He didn't. It was just in comparison to everyone else around him. Maybe that's it. But he was very boring. Very, it was almost like I felt bad that he was doing this, this character in this movie and all of it together. Not, I just felt like there's nothing, uh, No, I I enjoyed Sean Bean, but I'm I'm not saying there's anything super great about it. Maybe I just enjoy him in general. Yeah, you do. And there was nothing about this character that was anything. And then Eddie Redmayne, straight off his Oscar. He got an Oscar last year for playing Stephen Hawking in The Theory of Everything, then does this uh, role in the same year. And I've not seen The Theory of Everything, but I've seen the clips, and I, I can obviously see he transformed himself into a role there. And I think that's what he's trying to he do. He did that. in this too, but like we said, the, the dialogue is terrible because he's... I don't get what he's going for with that dialogue, aside from him being super old. Here's how it sounds. I don't even think that was it. It was like... You want to be my mother so much. Yeah, like it's, this it's really like that, yeah. strained. Like an old. Uh, but no, I don't even think that was it. Because he's not. I mean, he is, but she doesn't talk old. And yeah, and he contorts himself. And I, I get that. Yeah, you're putting something cool into like this odd character. But it didn't work for me. I, I kept looking at him going. He needs to go the Gary Oldman school of, and then of character a, acting. And <laughs> then, you know, this movie often boils down to fights. Yeah. And we could say The Matrix also does, because it's all fights. If anything needs fixing, it's kung fu time, isn't it? In The Matrix, or bullet time. In this, it's it's fight time. It's fly around fight time. And there's a fight with him. Like It's like the, a climactic thing, where I, when it finished, I was like, is that it? Really? <laughs> Me too. Is that too. the end of that? <laughs> Me too. Because that is Because guess what he did? Yeah. and it, But it's really, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't even quite, it was short, and it was crap. And it wasn't shocking about the content of no. what we find out, you know, none of it. It no. just was unfortunate. So, yeah, he, he... He's better than that. He might be, yeah, and he might, for this movie, for me, he might have been the worst acting person. Because I just didn't dig it at all, like, it was weird. Um, I, I put down Duna Bay. There's three bounty hunter type people 
but she plays the one on the bike, and you'll re- you'll recognize her if you watched Cloud Atlas because she's the the Japanese section of that. She's the Japanese actress, and she was also in. Was she in Babel? Was she that girl? Yeah, and okay. she was also in uh, The Host, which is a Korean mm-hmm. movie. Which is awesome. You should see that. Oh, movie. when she was a girl, you mean? She was the girl. Yeah, in that. she was the girl. The original, because there's two of those, right? The original host, the Korean. Right. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, Talk about good special effects in a movie that's yeah. what 10, 15 years old. Yeah, I mean, ten years old. That was what that was renowned for. They like yeah. did it on very little money, but it looked awesome. It was amazing because a lot of it was suspense and like your mind was like with and again you fell in love with the characters. Didn't speak the language. We didn't speak. We speak Korean. All subtitles. Also, obviously, some weird subtitles when you're going from... Yeah, translating. That, yeah, translating. But we totally got it. And instantly in love with her father, who had, like... The, right? He had the little weird kiosk yeah. and the brother. And you're just like, oh, It's a cool monster movie from Korea. Yeah, from... it really is. And then finally, there's, this is pretty much a cameo, but Terry Gilliam appears in here. And this did remind me of Terry Gilliam movies a lot. Sure. Um, obviously. That, you know what? I was a bit insulting. The whole steampunk bullshit. Yeah. That in this place, wherever they are, or they're on Jupiter, aren't they? Yeah. Is that where they are when they do that? No, they weren't on Jupiter when they did that. They're somewhere no, else. No, I don't know where that was. I don't know. If, see? I'm confused. But anyway, they're in this place that is mired down by bureaucracy. Yeah. So ultimately, you end up with this old man. Now, I love the robot guy. That was fantastic. The I mean, seriously. The one who does all the paperwork. That was yeah. absolutely yeah. fan-bloody-tastic. Yeah. And if I could see a whole movie of those robots and people doing something, that was impressive. I mean, I was looking... I was looking for mistakes. Also, the woman on the main ship who had the the similar looking with the earphones. Yeah, the, in the background. Yeah, hot. she was somebody we've seen before. Yeah, she lady. she was cool too. There are they some the cool same. things. They in were this very movie. very good. But his thing was he's in this fucking steampunk little hole in the wall with like an old typewriter and then like a machine where you drop the coin down yeah. or some shit. I was like, what? This is what if you want to talk about indulgence? That is like the most lame. And, t- thing. and it's Terry Gilliam. Is the character? Is it just to contrast all the other technology? It's almost like it's almost like they 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 got Terry Gilliam they went to, time to do bandits it and said, "Hey, let's go." Well, they got Terry Gilliam to do it and said, "What would you think this office would be like, Terry Gilliam?" <laughs> yeah. And Terry Gilliam went, "Well, obviously, it would be steampunky because that's yeah. what I like." And I'd Look have at this, Brazil. And I'd have this weird thing on my eye that looks like a. Go on, eat, eat Terry Gilliam and say, "Go and watch Brazil and look at any scene from that. And just make that." <laughs> yes. And that's right. what it seemed. And time like. bandits. Yeah, all time bandits. Same yeah. thing. Same yeah. stuff. And that's exactly what it seemed like to me. And they they seemed like they were in awe that they got Terry Gilliam yeah. to be in their movie. So maybe they were trying to impress him. Yeah. And yeah. in another movie, I would possibly buy it. Or if I had more context, like when you watch Harry Potter, you get the you know you go to I forget the name of the town, but it's like the witch town, and there's the mixture of textures yeah, and old things and new things and all that stuff. I get that. I feel like I get that world. This was just blatant. Somebody sitting back in their chair and going, what would be cool for this particular room? Oh, steampunk. And it was like, ugh. It yeah, looked it just, cool. It looked fantastic. But it was really not turning my it crank. It didn't match anything It else. wasn't turning my steam crank. <laughs> so um, this is, we, we've, gone, we've talked about the directors, uh, Wachowskis. We've talked about them a bit. You know, I think they do a fine job. You know, yeah, it's but obvious. You know, substance. what it's really obvious to me is how um, enthusiastic they both are for making movies. When you watch them making movies, Lana especially, um, she seems like 
this is just the best thing ever. I am so into this. Um, Andy, and I've said before, he always seems a bit miserable. Like, but I think Andy is the opposite to Lana. I think Andy is the, uh, this is a serious thing. We're going to get this done. And she's more like a people person. She yes goes around and makes sure everybody's happy and, you know, so I think that's just how they work together. They do work well together. I mean, look at the the movies they make. Uh, you know, they're not everybody's cup of tea. This was a huge flop. This movie. Um, that's so sad. But it is a it's an it's an exciting thing to see on the screen. It's just a shame it's so hollow inside of it. You know, that's how I see it. It's yeah. like it's exciting. Why isn't it exciting? It's a big, massive sci-fi thing that's cool looking, but when you dig underneath it, it's not really that much to it. It's a lot of fighting. Which a lot of people could make the same argument for The Matrix. Uh, so there are extras on this Blu-ray disc. There are seven. Um, and the one we watched was like actually um, focusing on the Wachowskis. And I, I actually found it a really good extra because I like seeing them work together. You know? And you really did get to see them work together. And you got to see... Uh, the other one we watched was called Bullet Time. As if none of that even measures up. They to were the trying to. They were it. trying to say on the extra that they invented Bullet Time, and here's a new thing that you've never seen again, and it's this rollerblading. But it wasn't scenario that they. I think they got lucky when they found that guy yeah. who invented Bullet Time. Yeah. Because this was a hodgepodge of, well, the things that stunt coordinators and. Um, big special effects guys and women have been doing for a hundred years in it's, cinema. Finding weird ways to do stunts that look good on the screen. And they do look good on the screen. Whereas Bullet Time is actually using technology in a way that you go, holy shit. And you watch, you watch The Matrix for the first time and you go, what did they do there? How is, how yeah. is that happening? Like, I don't understand. But when this guy's hopping around on his stupid ass gravity boots, all you're just like, oh, he's on a wire. And I don't screen. even care how else they do it. I couldn't care. But when I saw how they did it, I was, I was appreciative of how they did it. Yes. And I had a roller blade. I would did rather it watch wires. him in the extras yeah. doing it than in the movie. But uh, yeah, there, there are a bunch of extras. And they, you know, they're, they're not your typical... The ones that just try and sell the movie. They're actually more behind-the-scenes stuff. So yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, and I had a lot more fun, like you said, watching the extras than the actual movie, which is weird. So, um, conclusion for Jupiter Ascending? I I love the spectacle of it. Yeah, it's really hard but I think that to I, recommend it, though. And I shouldn't say this, because Guardians of the Galaxy isn't that deep or anything. It's just about family and loving someone and not being alone in the universe. That's all it boils down to. It's yeah, about but love. There's lovable characters. Right, but I mean, if you look at the over, if I'm trying to think, oh, this this movie's too shallow. It doesn't have any depth. Well, neither does that. So I can't use that as an argument against it. It's just like there's so, nothing else to it. Sometimes it's really difficult to pinpoint, like, because this movie it screams me and you going, oh, this is going to be cool. Yeah, I exactly. Like it, right? But then when we come out and we're a bit disappointed by it, sometimes it's difficult to say why you're disappointed exactly. It's like. They're all the things that I like. So why is that not like Guardians of the Galaxy? Why why do I not have that feeling? When I come out of Guardians of the Galaxy, I look at you and go, I want to watch that again. <laughs> yes, that is yeah. awesome. I want to watch it right now. Yeah, like and and we have watched it again. And uh, and it's like that wow. That uh, it's impressed me. Like I was really excited. It was fun. It's satisfying. 
Indivi- every single scene, every single moment. It's like and- when I think of my absolute favorite movies of all time, including Wizard of Oz, but beyond them, Midnight Run, True Romance, and Scrooged. I'll, I'll name a couple Whether more. Whether you agree. Groundhog Day. <laughs> Groundhog Day. Um, yes, yes. I will also name... Ooh. Those are my favorites. Well, and for me, Pulp it, Fiction. Inside I can infinitely of each of the, yeah, because every scene has something that you either the first time went, <gasps> or, or, oh, cool. Or, or you're looking forward to seeing it again. Yes. Like, every time I watch Groundhog Day, I want to see him put the cake in his mouth. <laughs> like, I am going. <laughs> but then that's nothing, right? That's. No, but there's something about it where it's like, that is. Just hilarious. Like, look at what's happening. It's just hilarious. When she says, I can tell you you're not a god, or not a god, and he's like, I'm not a god. <laughs> oh, no, she says, I know you're, I can tell you you're not god. And he's like, not a, not the god, but yeah. a god. And then he's like, <laughs> shoves it all in there. Folds it in, kind of. <laughs> it's really funny. It's a good, uh, I see it often on forums, like people use it as a gift. <laughs> yeah. and, they, and they loop it so it just looks like he's constantly putting cake in his mouth. But, um, yeah, I don't know exactly. I just know that this... Didn't leave me with a feeling of, wow. If they'd recut it with less fighting and add some more substantial dialogue scenes and a little more... Yeah, I think it needs character building more. I think when you look at the script, it needs more character building and less action. Because the instant you find out that the woman in Guardians of the Galaxies was actually... The, like, in one line of dialogue, and like we complained about this one, but in one line we find out she was... Like, basically tortured, you know, whatever. And that's all we get. But then you just feel it. Like, And even in the scene where Rocket Raccoon takes off his little jacket. Yep. And he just looks at him. And it's like... And that's so and much you, character building and nothing. It's nothing. Because in this scene, we in this movie, we had the same thing. He takes off his jacket and we see two marks on his back. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but I don't, I'm not too bothered and it's, about and it. And they do kind of say... I'm not too bothered about no. it. And it's like, you had wings? And you're like... Yeah. Well, until I see it, I guess I don't care, so it's weird. Yeah. It's that intangible thing. But someone else might watch this movie and be like, Seems... oh my god, it's the most amazing thing ever. I mean, I say give it a shot, because like, sci-fi is hit or miss for me, and there's a lot of it where I come out and go, eh, that was alright, that one was really good, that one was not so good. I'll tell you what it makes me want to do. Go watch Star Trek. Because I love Star Trek. I think it's an amazing... Well, I just kept thinking of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> oh, I would definitely watch that again. I was like, oh. Yeah, but I have about, I don't know, infinite number of hours of Star Trek I could watch. You have Guardians of the Galaxy, which is... Oh, you have Star Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Star Wars. Like, I... Also, Star Wars. What's the intangible with Star Wars? Why can I just put Empire Strikes Back or Star Wars or Return of the Jedi on? And you're instantly like, ah. Yeah, and it's like, I know everything. I've seen this a hundred times. I know everything that's going to happen, but look at it. Like, I, I need to look at it again. Like, it's... I don't know what that is. I wish I knew what that was. And I bet I bet Hollywood wishes they knew they what do, that was. They do, because movies like The Guardians of the Galaxies make a billion dollars. Yeah, but they don't know that when they, they make it. They do know when they make it. Mm. They wouldn't make that movie. These people get a special pass, I think, because they're the guys who made The Matrix Guy. And, and what's interesting about Guardians of the Galaxy is it, it, you know, Marvel. They make these movies. There's Iron Man. Everybody knows Iron Man. They know you're going to like Iron Man. As soon as they made the first Iron Man and it was like, holy shit, this, this is good. Yeah. Then they had the formula. And then they announced Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm like, well, that's a comic I know nothing about, so why would I care? And then I watch it and go, whoa, that's po- the best one. I'll tell you about the Guardians of the Galaxy. The trailer started once when we went to see something. I can't remember why we saw the trailer. It started, 
And I was like, I want to see. Yeah, that. we went to see Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I can't. Movies. I can't even remember why. I was just like, holy crap! I want to see this movie. But you know what? That happened with this one as well. Yeah. When someone, some of the dialogue in the trailer was, "Earth is nothing more than a property of a family in the bigger picture." I was like, oh yeah, sounds good. I remember seeing the trailer for Jupiter Ascending and going, oh my god! And then it's like from the creators of the Matrix, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, oh, they're doing this big sci-fi thing. It looks good. But yeah. unfortunately, it is just an average movie for me. Um, yeah, not bad. Not good. Right in the middle. It's very above average in some areas. Yeah, it's in production and the way it looks yeah. and everything. Yeah. So thank you to Warner Brothers for the Blu-ray. And if you want to enter a contest, go to ascoli.com. We have a new one coming up on Monday. You can enter and win something. Next week's Blu-ray review is Focus. <laughs> With uh, Mr. Will Smith and Miss Margot Robbie. Focus. Uh, so we'll be looking at that one next week. Movie recommendations this week. We At this point in the show, we do movie recommendations. I base mine around the movie I've just watched. Sid Talk <laughs> just bases them around it. Oh, you're going to be proven a liar just now. So this week, based uh, another Wachowski movie. Wachowski, Wachowski. Wachowski, yeah. <laughs> um, that was a big flop. And not many people like but I really like this one. I think it's got oodles of personality. And yes, I have rewatched it. And it's Speed Racer. Um, I watched Speed Racer as a kid. So Speed Racer meant something to me. I can see why people wouldn't like their version of it. But it is a spectacular looking movie. Like it is, it is amazing to look at. It's neon colored racetracks. I love racing. So I really like the way it looked. Also, I liked how they made... A lot of the dialogue scenes like a comic book, like shadow or silhouettes or just people, you know, kind of Sin City-ish. Uh, so that's Speed Racer. And my other one, based on Channing Tatum, who in this didn't really get a chance to shine, is Foxcatcher, which he was freaking amazing in that movie. Yep. When he was just, like, kind of going off the rails, like, in that movie, slowly and sometimes you didn't know what his why what was up with him it was just so subtle and a great performance it was it was it was like the kind where you go oh i want to see this guy again yeah like what, what's <laughs> happening to this guy what, what's he feeling like and and you just see him do things and you'd be like oh like he's going he's getting to and the ultimately edge. he's not the he's not the worst guy in the movie no so fox catcher so uh sit talk what are yours mine are <laughs> in direct contradiction to what you just said about my recommendations, number one is Star Trek Voyager. Because Star Trek Voyager does... That is what it is. They're on a ship called the Voyager, and they're out. They've been shot too far away from Earth, and now they have to find their way back over many, many years. And so they encounter more odd things than other Star Trek people have, you know, out in the field, we'll say. So that made me think of that. That that show, episode after episode after episode, even though they got a little hung up on the hollow deck thing a little bit, but um, made me want to explore the whole universe. Or, yeah, unfortunately, Star Trek is just about our galaxy, which seems really claustrophobic when you think about it, but the quadrants of our one little galaxy. But that's what made me think of that. And Doctor Who yep. is my other one, because Doctor Who takes you to times and places infinitely. It's not always great. It's not always the best special effects. But in those each individual episode, almost always you get to care about the, you know, the person of the week or the, like, he and his companion go somewhere or to a time. And inside of that time and place, there is a story going on with people or creatures. And in that hour, 
you become you you get to care about that person you care about their story you care about that they don't get destroyed in the end or that whatever it is and how can you do that in a show time after time after time but then you know you have a movie where you just feel flat it's that thing again isn't it? that little formula that's just missing. and doctor who's not always a hit like no, some, no. some weeks you're like eh, that one was a bit weak it's like like, like x files but the same thing or applies. any i guess tv show kind yeah. of thing because there are there are a lot of Doctor Who episodes for me that there are ones where you're like, oh, they really that they, that was amazing episode. Like I I will always remember that episode. And then there are ones where you're library. like, library. Yeah, you know what? what <laughs> one for me is um, the very first one with Christopher Eccleston with those like mannequins. I I just it's kind of embedded in my mind. I don't know why. It's probably not that good, but it's a lot of establishing of Doctor Who, isn't it? So, but there are ones, aren't they, that stick out? The library. It's one of my favorites. There's a whole planet that's just one big library, mm-hmm. and they get stuck in there with the shadow. Gridlock, it is. where the where there's a big yes, traffic jam in space. Yes, that one's really good. Or, well, also, I always think of this one, but it's not Doctor Who. It's Torchwood with the space with the big whale. whale. Yeah. Well, that's called meat, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are just some where you're like, wow, and then there are some where you're like, eh, whatever. I won't remember that next week. So because we don't, we're not remembering the hundreds of episodes we've already seen. Now. So that's the Matrix and Jupiter Ascending. They they fit into those. That's true. That's that one. That's the one that you don't remember so much. So um, games and a Scully stuff. I literally only played Witcher three this week, <laughs> and I already talked about it. What I can say is Witcher three as I got a patch this week, patch one point zero five, and it fixes a lot of issues. So if you haven't updated your Witcher three, you should because the main issue it fixes, and this was a big one, is patch 1.4 introduced this bug where you don't get any XP for any quest that you do, which is a massive issue because your, your Witcher does not level up when you do story missions. Um, I only noticed it. I was doing a mission and I was like, it didn't give me any XP. Why am I not leveling up? And then I went to like a forum and they were like, oh yeah, it's a bug that was introduced. And that bug actually existed for a whole week, so a lot of people had to stop playing The Witcher for a week until they patched it. I can confirm it does work now, because I did a mission yesterday and uh, it did give me some XP. It doesn't backdate you any XP though, so if you played it last week and didn't realise you'd hit this bug, you're kind of screwed. You're not going to get the XP for any of those missions, which is it's kind of irritating, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, that's The Witcher 3. I recommend you buy it and play it. And the other thing I put down on my list, and it's probably part of your list too, is what did we buy yesterday? We bought some food. Um, True. We I think bought that's it. Oh, the bikes. Bought some <laughs> the cycles. bicycles. I'm very excited. I am not an exerciser. I'm a round, middle-aged woman. My mother and I went shopping last week, and I was looking for a shirt for a wedding. I pretty much stick to the same three shirts and pairs of pants. And I always have my whole life. It's never not been a thing for me. I will wear the same clothes until they fall apart. I am not a fashion person. So we're shopping and she keeps showing me the shit that's like, <laughs> I said, I don't want to look like a middle-aged fat hippie. I'm very <laughs> sorry. And if other women want to look, and then and then I looked at the clothes and I'm like, oh, right. Because I kind of am the middle-aged fat lady and I'm not a hippie, but I'm pretty casual all the time anyway. Right. So I'm not an exerciser person. I hate exercising. We're vegetarian already, so I feel like I'm halfway there to the healthier life, you know. But I hate exercise. I hate walking. I mean, I'll walk from here to the 
bathroom and stuff like that. And I don't mind hiking. I love the hiking thing, but everything else, I just, I can't motivate. But getting the bikes, I feel like, and I asked you, if I was buying myself one, would you want one? And you're like, oh yeah, sure. And then we went and it was like, I felt like a kid getting a new toy. And yeah. We spent less money on two whole bikes, plus my new seat, which I got this weird cushy seat without the crotch poker, that's why I call it. Um, less on that, though, all of that, than I would on one year at the Y, and I would probably never go. Well, I'm pretty amazed by it. And I, I, in my 20s, I rode a bike all the time. I, I you know, I was really obsessed with bike, and I had an expensive bike. Um, but what I was amazed by was what you get for very little money in the terms of bikes now. And I'm not talking like our bikes aren't just crap. They're decent. They're a decent, like a beginner's bike. You know, you wouldn't want to go con competition mountain biking on one of these or, you know, taking it in the woods and just slamming it into trees and all kinds of shit. You know, you wouldn't want to do that on one of these bikes. But Somebody will who can't afford anything else. That's yeah, what it, they're going to want it for. But it probably wouldn't last a long time. And that's why you buy those expensive mountain bikes. But these are reasonable. Uh, you know, I bought bikes when I was a kid. I always had a bike. And th this bike is way better than anything I had when I was a kid. And probably 20 times cheaper than anything I had. They seemed more expensive back then. Bikes. Do you think bikes are not that popular, so they have to really rock bottom them or something? No, I think they're actually highly popular. That means just that there's a lot of supply. and I mean, just mass manufacture makes them cheaper. Because this bike we got, we got Mongoose mountain bikes. They've, they're, you know, they've got front and rear suspension. They've got Shimano gears, which was always a thing when I was younger. But is it still? Or are you? Just it is. I looked. It's still. It's still a um, yes. There are expensive Shimano gears and there are cheap Shimano gears. But Shimano gears, regardless, are, are a quality thing. They're something that's they're rated to last a certain amount of time. And and these bikes have Shimano gears, and they have twenty one speed, and they're the grip shifters where you just turn the grips instead of having to reach down on the bike to change these little. You know, those are a bit awkward. I always think the grip shifters are easier. Um, but the bikes are nice looking. And um, what did they cost? Mine was one twenty nine. Yours was one forty nine. Yeah, we went to Walmart. I don't care what anybody says. If and they look, they look very similar. Yours is the women's version. Mm -hmm. Mine's the men's. But um, they have why, the why would mine thing? be a little bit more? Oh, maybe because it's bigger. Mine's yeah. mine's twenty seven. Yours was a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah. But they're nice bikes, I, and I rode bikes a lot, so I know when I get on it. Oh, is this shitty? And it isn't. It feels really good. Because I like, thought I wanted one of those cruisery types with mm -hmm. the handles that come up and the little seat and that look like a 1950s with very thin kind of bike. On. But when I tested that one bike that one day, the thin tires made me nervous. That was a trek, wasn't it? Like every, I don't know. Every time I had to go, because I was on the sidewalk and then on the street and on the sidewalk. So every time I had to go up even like an inch high little cliff, I call it. I was terrified that I would go at it just the wrong angle, and then the whole thing would flip because I've known people who have. I have a cousin, my mother's first cousin, just recently started riding bikes. She flipped over, hit a curb, and broke her wrist. And so that's what's in my mind all the time. We got bikes that have like two and a half inch wide. Yeah. Big, hefty. And it might be harder with, um, to bike, but I am thrilled. With knobbly tires so you can go Because even it. going out of our driveway, we have like a little cliff. We have a curb almost. And it's I'm over that now. I'm fine with going over it over and over. And because these have suspension, it compresses down. Yep. And it, you don't yeah, even feel the bump. Yeah, you're not like all much. jarred. Yeah. And every, like you've read the manual now already because that's the kind of guy you are. And every little bit of it is adjustable. Not just the seat, 
No, like I can sense. turn the handlebar, I can lift the handlebar, I can just a little ever so much, just enough to get it to where it feels right. The gears I'm understanding because you've explained, but 21 gears on a $130 bike. Yeah, it's that- crazy. Um, that was one of the things when I bought a bike when I was in my 20s, where I was like, oh, I want a bike with more gears. Oh, they're really expensive with more gears. Now, obviously, things, you know, most things are cheaper nowadays if you think about it. It's just they've made things for so long. A Mongoose, which is the bikes that we got, they were, I had a Mongoose bike. I had a BMX when I was a kid. That was a very premium bike. Like, it was better than most bikes, you know? It was the bike that you'd be like, people would be like, wow, you got the Mongoose one. That's really cool. I know they mass manufacture stuff, but if you go to the Mongoose website, which I did, they, they actually make bikes that are $5,000 that they use in the X Games. So they're a company that does everything from like a kid's bike to a intermediate bike to a beginner's bike. And you know, the difference between a beginner's bike and an intermediate bike is usually the parts are more expensive on the intermediate one and they will last longer if you're hammering it. It's for you, you know, if you're the kind of... You know that trail that we go and walk around? Yes. When we see a guy on a bike going around that. And it's rough, that yeah. trail. Yeah, yeah, You You wouldn't want to do that kind of trail on the bike that we got all the time. It wouldn't last very long. Right. Because it's rough. He's banging up things. He's jumping onto these, like, thin rails of wood that you have to go along to get... But somebody would do it for that because they couldn't afford it. They would, else. but the, the reason there are more expensive bikes is they're ones that are built to take take some beatings. Um, but these bikes, if you're going like we do, to up the upper road, go to a trail, you know, ride 10 miles down a trail or whatever, you're going to be fine with a cheap bike, you know? Maintenance on bikes is a big thing. You have to oil the chains and stuff, but... You're good at that kind of stuff. I don't really, you know, I look after the lawnmower yes. and things like that. I don't <laughs> mind looking after things. It's a new gadget. Yeah. Just low-tech kind of a gadget. So I'm excited. I, the first thing I thought of when I woke up today was I want to go out and ride around the driveway on the bike. I haven't ventured far. We've gone down the street and back because I'm still learning to not to feel like I'm one with the bike. And I know that sounds really hokey, but you have to feel that way to not feel afraid of every rock and every bump and every curve. And if a car comes up beside you and if you might cross paths with something else, to be able to stop and get my foot down and turn fast, all that stuff I need to feel good about before I go out on an adventure. And what I used to ride to work on my bike every single day in city traffic. So I'm pretty confident on a bike. I haven't rode a bike for 20 years. I got on a bike yesterday and rode it like I'd never been off it. Like, it's weird. (laughs) I was like, I got on and I thought, this is going to be really wobbly, right? I rode off the, I rode down the drive and then I rode off and rode up the road and rode back and I was like, wow, it, it feels like I never got off this bike. Like it was my... Which I find really weird that we retain that information. That's what they say. It's like getting on a bike, riding a bike. Yeah, it's really odd though, isn't it? Because it's not something that comes to you instantly riding a bike. You have to learn it, don't you? The the balance part, you don't get. When you're a kid, you've got your stabilizers. You fall over to the side all the time. Then one day it suddenly clicks and then you can do it. It's funny that we can do that. Why can't we do that for everything? Why (laughs) Why is like flying a plane? Why can't we just do it for... A few few times and then go, oh, I know how to do it. You know, because we well, can. To... You just have to have all the information that goes with it. Yeah. But I guess flying a plane is a bit more complicated than riding. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think so. So, Sito, what's for dinner? Tonight is going to be Veg Fest. We've got Brussels sprouts, and sweet potatoes, and peas. Ooh. 
And then stand with some coos, some plain coos, coos. Uh, maybe I'll put some mushrooms in there and the veggie slice sandwiches because I forgot to get veggie burgers. So What's the veggie here. slice? The veggie Vegan turkey. Bl- yeah, that stuff. Turkey. I think there's some left in there. If not, uh, we'll have some. Uh, we'll have some of that hummus that I bought. Oh my god, it's so that good. That should go on the sandwich with the meat anyway. That'll be so good. It's called Hope. Is Hope the brand hummus? And it is the coconut, the Thai coconut curry. Oh my god, I was a little skeptical. It's lovely. Oh my god, it's... were you looking at it going? I hope that's good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was for four dollars and twenty cents. I was like, this, this shit better be good. I hope this shit's good, or I'm telling him. But I'm. I was thrilled. I actually opened it in the car and ate it with my little Ritz crisps that I got. Amazing. If you like curry flavor. So, yeah. okay, we're going to add that that to this somehow. And your uh, advice? My advice is don't be a sucker. Don't be a sucker, everybody. I love you very much. I love you intensely. With almost all of my heart, there has to be part of my heart for other people. But you're kind of a sucker sometimes. Hey, and I don't get it. Yeah. Why? This this bullshit things like trailers come out or they're gonna give you a little hint about a game that might be coming out or somebody not doing something and you're like you're totally in like you totally buy it or they totally hooked you on their little string and I'm like I'm the kind of person it's very hard. Are you talking get, about the X Files? Because I'm excited about it. not just X Files. No, I'm more intelligent than finding one thing to comment on. It's everything that falls in this category. When a trailer comes along, or, oh my god, this is going to happen, or this is coming out in two weeks, and this show starts in three weeks, and it's going to be great, it's going to be great, it's going to be really great, and I'm like, you don't know that. You actually don't know. I find that, like, suckery, and it's not bad, it's just that I guess I'm very, I'm built on the negative side. I'm very skeptical, I'm very neutral. Well, you don't be negative. Well, I'm not negative, actually, I'm neutral. You don't be neutral. But neutral is better. Because uh, you say, like, oh, this is going to be fantastic, and then it isn't. Well, I'm not actually... You, were, you used the word disappointing for Jupiter Ascending. I wasn't disappointed at all. I don't have that feeling of disappointment. I am. I watch it. I assess it. I'm just like, oh, it's not great. These parts are not great. The parts that I love are cool, and so I don't feel that disappointment. I think because I don't build it up. I look forward to it, but I wasn't building it up to be a great thing. And then when it's not, I guess I think I have. Is that cynicism or skepticism? Yes, both of those things. (laughs) And neutralism. So I don't know. I think that's just being a sucker. When someone dangles a little carrot in front of you, this is going to be great. You're going to love our video game in 18 months. Go ahead and give us some money right now because it's going to be great. And you're like, here's my money, here's my money. It's going to be great. I did buy um, Ernest Klein's Armada <laughs> book today. <laughs> and It doesn't right. come out for two months, but I bought it today. Because you, but you don't know if unseen. it's going to be great. You think it will, but you, you, you buy into um, it without even knowing. My, my excitement of it is based on his previous work, right. which is his only work. <laughs> right, and The Matrix was great. True. And this wasn't. No. So the idea that you just keep doing it, that's what amazes me. I'm not, it's not a negative. It is an amazing thing. And I just say, don't be a sucker. And if you have to be, don't be a sucker all the time. All right. So I want to remind <laughs> you of our websites. Uh, please be a sucker and go and watch and look at aschoolie.com, sidsaw.com. Be a sucker. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on the um, Xbox Music. It's got an official name now, Xbox Music. Mm. Uh 
So you can catch us there, Xbox Music. You can catch us on the RSS feed, which you go to aschoolie.com, you click on the word podcast, and you can subscribe with anything there. You can also get it on the iTunes Music Store or stitcher.com, search for After the Show. You can catch uh, or you can send email to me at aschoolie at aschoolie.com. That's A-S-C-U-L-L-Y. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't care. If you've got nice things to say, just tell them to me. I will relay them to Sid Talk if it's about her. Uh, And finally, I want to say stay classy. The the, way. Chowskis? The Wachowskis? Wachowski. Um, because I do think they're very creative people. And I do think there is another interesting thing inside them waiting to come out. And I'm going to say think for yourselves. Or someone's going to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs>